Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wilder directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Jay Clewitt. I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. And we host Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. On this episode, we're discussing minute 155 of The Best Years of Our Lives. The minute starts with the door shutting behind Fred as he leaves and ends with Fred's pop calling for Hotte. <laughs> And another great door opening, uh, exiting scene, framed really well. It's like the searcher's ex shot. See, we, 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 we joked about how there's more doors opening and closing in Deep Blue Sea. We've had four in five minutes of so far. Who knows how many we'll have next week? But yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot. We talk about doors a lot over on Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, because every scene ends or, or uh, starts with someone going through a door or a door closing, it seems. There's like, was it 39 that you ranked yep, for Deep Blue Sea? There it is. There's 39 doors opening and closing in a film that is significantly shorter than the best years of our lives. I want to talk about the wonderful acting by Dana Andrews, where he, that suitcase, he's, I mean, that's full. He's carrying off full suitcase walking. There's a slight limp there. It's pulling on his right arm. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. When's the last time you could think about someone with a suitcase pulling it off that well? Oh, it's, nothing springs to mind. Uh, See? Yeah, that is, that is a heavy suitcase that he's carrying. I mean, Reese Witherspoon in Wild, she does a good job. Yeah, there's whole scenes dedicated to making her, her luggage lighter. In that so, I mean, that's good, right? I, I love a good suitcase bit in a movie. Yeah. I mean, what other... I mean, what other... Vertical Limit? Whoa. No. Uh, no. His is oh, oh, his. oh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, Riley has that really heavy bag. And it's, oh, yeah. it's used as a plot point on that platform that tilts in the middle. That they need, they, the bag weighs as much as a person. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just carrying it around. I love it. Oh, Riley Poole. I love he's, he's the best, isn't he? He's great. Wait, I know something that you don't know. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there are many things you know that I don't know, Mark. You know what the thing is in Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag with Joe Pesci? You, you definitely know about this because I've never seen it. Oh. Well, I mean, what? The human head weighs, what? Eight point eight pounds? I, I have to check my script of Jerry Maguire, but yes, something along those lines. You never think that Joe Pesci is carrying at least 65 pounds of weight in that duffel bag. I'm just saying. Yeah, he should have watched almost 30 kilograms. Yeah, he should have watched this movie. Copied Dana Andrews' suitcase walking. You need that, you need that limp, that stiff arm. With the, the slight lean and the limp, yeah. And how relaxed is the guy at the airfield? Okay, this guy. This is a new cast member that no one could have possibly talked about this guy before because this is his first and only minute he appears in, and I have no idea who this guy is. I, I tried to find him in the credits. There are three different actors credited as man at airport, and I, hmm. and okay, one of them is Wilbur Mack. I've ruled Wilbur Mack out because he was born in 1873, which would mean that in this film he would be about 73. This guy is mm. not 73, so ruled out Wilbur Mack. Then you have Hal K. Dawson. He was born in 96, so he'd be about 50 in this. Again, I think I feel like that's too old. So that left me with Burt Stevens. Now, the picture on IMDb of Burt Stevens looks like a skeleton. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he was born in 1905. And he died in 1964, age 59. The guy in that picture 
on IMDb is older than 59, significantly. So I don't know who that's a picture of. But this is the only guy age-wise who's credited as man at airport that could possibly fit this. Because 1905 was born, so in here he'd be about 40. I'd still say this hmm. guy looks in his 30s, but it's the closest we've got. And Steve, uh, Bert Stevens has 478 credits to his name. Wow. Many of them uncredited. <laughs> Yeah, wow. he's been in 28 episodes of Perry Mason. He was on uh, nine episodes of The Lucy Show, uh, Dr. Kildare, Bonanza. He did six, eight episodes of Bonanza. Lot, lots of uh, 50s and 60s TV shows, westerns, that kind of thing. He's got... But I don't, even, I don't know if this is the right guy or not. The internet has let me down. I mean, this, this film is streaming on Amazon Prime, but the, the X-ray view thing didn't give me an actor for this guy. I've been searching all morning and nothing. I don't know who he is. I can't confirm it. I'm disappointed. Now you know in how I felt while film. watching Con Air. Yes, when you did your <laughs> your Con Air seating chart. Same thing. <laughs> Very frustrating, Jay. Uh, it's, but I can't call up this guy to check him like you did with half the cast of Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Were you? Which man in airport were you in the best years of our lives? No answer, because you've been dead for. 70 75 years i mean it's a it's a mystery and i like it it's good i think you've i think you've narrowed it down to the best one though i mean that guy but we gotta talk about this pencil in his ear yep i like his arbitrary look at a piece of paper what time's the next flight oh 8 p.m he lifts up a sheet of paper reads it from about eight feet away <laughs> <laughs> yeah 8 p.m that's why like he can't be the ghost in his 70s, because he would not be able to read it from that distance. Yeah, exactly. So he just reads it immediately. He's just really... he. I think he is interested by Fred in this role. It's like, man, you don't, you don't really care where you're going, east or west. Yeah. He has a pencil in his ear. This, they don't get, he doesn't get this kind of guy. Normally people come to him with like, okay, I'm going to Cincinnati. When can I go to Cincinnati? But he, he doesn't have that. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is like you know, get into a, a taxi and like just drive. I'm like no, no, where to? Where are you going? Just drive. Don't care. Fo- follow that car. Wait, what? I'm not trying to. So, if someone said just drive, I would go for hours. Would you wait for them to get in the car? Would you just drive and leave them on the, <laughs> wait, on the pavement? Uh, now or wait, what are we doing? <laughs> just drive. Okay. Just round in no, circles. No, no, with me in it. <laughs> Come back. I gotta say. The movie The Nest that came out this year with Jude Law and Carrie Coon, I would rather watch paint dry for an hour and a half, probably, than watch it again. Because I'm just tired of middle-aged people learning that they're, like, uh, you know, um, jerks. And then being like, oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't be a jerk anymore. And a domestic drama. But there's a cab driver in it that I like a lot. So... I don't know what I'm talking about, but I like that cab driver in The Nest. Okay. I have not even heard of The Nest, so this is news to me. Well, it's getting it's getting buzzed. Like, Carrie Coon's performance is really good. It's just you get tired of affluent people being jerks in slice-of-life films, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that being tiring. Just, hey, let's watch people be butts for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Derail this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think this is leading to something really important. This airfield. It's um, it, it, I don't know, one of the most iconic images I would say of the film. And 
I, I don't know. It just once I, it just seems practical. Like you have Airman leaving his parents. He goes to his parents to pack up. Then you get you know some expository dialogue, some some important moments. Then he goes to an airfield, and uh, that's where he finds something that actually existed. So it all the structure of this movie is very. There's not many major jumps here or like leaps in logic. I mean, I guess that's why it's considered one of the best films ever made. But I like how everything sort of or flows organically. I would say. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're spending most of the rest of our time at this airfield, so we'll dig more into that uh, next week. Uh, but yeah, it's it's this is where he he feels at home. This is the the how he solves his problem. Like we said yesterday, he's a, an airman, so he solves problems by going to a plane. It just happens that's the way out of the town, and I, I do like where the scene goes next week. It is satisfying. Now, you're you're working, and someone comes comes in. You give them the answer they need. They walk away, but they call you chum. That makes you happy, wouldn't it? Like, hey, chum. Well, given the the podcast we normally uh, record, makes me think <laughs> of shark food. Uh, yeah. So I just hang on a minute. I'm not feeding any sharks anytime soon. Uh, I, I love how they talk in these films. Like, the the say. You don't seem to care where you're going. Oh yeah. That's right, chum. I don't. <laughs> I'd, I'd love the 1940s Americanisms of it all. <laughs> yeah. Say. Oh, I love that part too. Yeah. And then. But like chums, like a close friend to be friendly or to form a friendship with someone. They started chumming around in high school. Like that's nice. Like I think nowadays if someone goes, "Hey pal," or hey, pal. Uh, "Hey bud," yeah, you know, or like, oh, "Hey buddy," yeah, yeah, I'm not pulling buddy. like a dick book bit here. Oh, see, I wouldn't mind that. Hey buddy. Oh, whoa, the weasel. Yeah. Listen to our Encino Man episode <laughs> on movies, films, and flicks. Movies, films, and FLIX. But no, it's um. I don't know. It's just the way they say chum. Like, if someone nowadays, thanks, pal. Like, All right, chief. All right, bud. I don't know. I like it. I, I like the chum. Like, I, no one's ever called me chum. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start calling you chum from now on, Mark. That'll make you happy. I did get caught by some henchmen one time, and they dunked me in a shark tank. And they said I would be chum. <laughs> but. <laughs> How did you get out, out of that one, Mr. Bond? <laughs> well, my watch, of course, <laughs> sawed the rope. <laughs> I rode the shark out of there, took Benicio del Toro with me, and uh, that was the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so in this in this one minute, we've had a we have a mystery, we have lovely sayings, I mean, we have heavy suitcase walking, we have a great look at a watch, which I love, and you know he's just gonna. I don't know. It's pretty interesting back then. It's like, yeah, whatever. I'll just waste my time. I'll just walk around the airfield for 40 hours, like 12 hours. Uh, no, I guess the afternoon when he came home, then he went to his parents. So 8 p.m. isn't that far off. Well, it's it's daylight outside. I'm not yeah. sure what time of year this is, but it's daylight outside. So there's still got to be a few hours. Like, this is... They didn't have phones. You can't just go and sit down and play Angry Birds for two hours. He's going to actually have to wander around. Talk to people. You better not have any any books in that bag. Cause they're gonna get soaked through with those wet socks. <laughs> so you have to look at people in the eye. Yeah, conversations. Ugh. No pod, no podcast to listen to. How many people does he call chum on the way to the <laughs> the next scene? Uh, hmm, everyone. I think every everyone he comes across is is a chum of some kind or another. Uh, this is random, but on the mini project. Um, I think not Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, Garrett Dillahunt, I believe. What a, a really great character actor. The guy is hilarious, but 
he's a southern doctor working in New York City. And they made okay. a joke about how it takes him like four hours to get to work because he says howdy to everybody. It's <laughs> 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 a good gag. Yeah. I like it. But uh, yeah, he's just walking around calling people chums, sauntering around. Do you think, man, that guy? Do you think he's? Do you think he's so good he's relaxed, or is he so relaxed that there's a lot of issues and they have to work around him? Well, the guy at the airport. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's so good. I, I don't think he's got a very very busy job. I think it's fine for him to be relaxed. I don't think many people come in off the street and say like, they want a flight. Mm. Uh, so I think he's 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 I think he's fine. He's he's, he's doing all right. Yeah, he has seen two flights that go east or west. Yeah, that's that's it. That's not that's not a busy day. That's yeah. He can Whoa, cope. He ima- can cope. Imagine this scene. I got an east, west, and south. Wait, let me check my notes. I have an east and a west. Like, would, would that make the scene better? Uh. Well, if if they would, I I kind of want there to be two two flights leaving at the same time, so that Fred has to make a decision. He has to actually pick somewhere. It's not made for him. <gasps> but... What do I, he goes? What about north? And he has to look back on his paper tomorrow, nine a.m. We have a, a flight going straight down into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so they're heading. He's going to head eastbound. Yeah. And they're in Boone City, which I think is in Iowa. They said it stood in for Cincinnati. But oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, fair enough. Uh, there, well, there is a boon in Iowa. Oh, uh, so if it's where is Cincinnati? I don't know. I'm not American. It's it's east. It's Ohio, so um, okay. kind of like mid mid east. So where where would he go east from there? I mean, New York, Boston. Okay, which where, where's, of, uh... where's, where's gonna be best for Fred? Oh man, I mean he's he's got to go where there's a lot of work, right? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I mean, Pennsylvania's right next to him. He could take a short flight to Philly. He could get some work. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think New York City would be good for him. Washington. I don't think he's... Because, yeah, DC. I mean... <laughs> he DC, a he could fly over there. I, I don't see him going to Maine or Vermont or New Hampshire. Rhode Island, no Connecticut. No, I think he's, I think he's either going to Philly or he's going to New York. I suppose Chicago is too close for a flight. Yeah, but that's also Chicago is west. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm going from Iowa. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going from Iowa. Yeah. Oh God, I'm from I'm in Ohio. My bad. Okay. No, nah, I mean why not pop over to Chicago? But I mean, yeah, I mean I guess you could go to Chicago. That's booming. He could go to Milwaukee. That's where I was born. Hey, uh, Detroit. The car industry out there. I mean, he works with. Vehicles, like he knows planes, so there's opportunity there. So yeah, I mean, he has a few places to choose. Yeah. I would say. So he could Detroit, Chicago, New York, Pennsylvania, or yeah. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Baltimore. Oh yeah, Baltimore. <laughs> I have friends in Baltimore. We had we had some Baltimore guests on on Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, French Toast Sunday. Yeah. All right, so he's going east. I don't know. Like he hasn't thought it out, so it doesn't really matter, right? Because he's just taking a plane. Yeah. But I guess there's, there's got to be airfields in Pennsylvania and New York. Yeah, at that time. Man, I don't think he'd do well in New York. That's too bustling. He couldn't even get a job in a drugstore in New York. There's, 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 too, there's, too, there's too many people. Too many people, not enough jobs, I think. He's going to Detroit. Yeah. There, there it is. There we go. We solved it. Now, okay, if he's in Iowa, he goes to Detroit. If he's in Ohio... Philly. Right there, Philly. Philly. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. We nailed it. There we go. That's it. <laughs> Okay, that's it. We're done. Um, 
Hey, no, no, real quick. <laughs> Let's do something. So if you're listening to this episode, we are going to do a quick, real quick thing. We're going to go to the best films of 1946. We're going to draft three each. And you can go to Deep Blue Sea uh, on Twitter, or you can go to um, Movies, Films, and Flicks on Facebook. One of those. I guess just look it up. Look us up on Deep Blue Sea. You can find this poll. But we're going to draft three movies from 1946. So real quick, Jay, you get the first pick. Okay, it's a wonderful life. Right. I feel like it has to be, has to be in there somewhere. Oh man, I'm gonna do the big sleep. All right, I was just about to take the big sleep. <laughs> Got to. Let's see. Let's see. And we can't do this one. How's that? Yeah, sound? we can't. We can't take this one. It's too obvious. I'll take A Matter of Life and Death. Ooh. Helen Pressburger. It's a fantastic film. A Matter of Life. I will take The Killers by Hemingway. Okay, that's on my to-watch to list. I haven't got to that one yet. The dude, uh, there's about a, a, the Swede, a boxer. Ole Swede Anderson. It's good stuff. And I haven't seen The Verdict, so I feel bad about taking The Verdict, so I won't take The Verdict. Oh, so you had to take The Big Sleep, didn't you? Was, okay. uh, oh, I missed one. My f- Oh, don't take it. So I, I probably won't. I'll take Gilda. Gilda. With Rita Hayworth, just because of the short redemption. Uh, oh, I'm going to take Notorious, my favorite Hitchcock film. Oh, nice. Okay. That's your favorite Hitchcock? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, it's just it's an unusual choice. No, I love Ingrid Bergman. She's amazing. She's so good. Cary Grant, kind of sending her back in there, Claude Rains, like just, like, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's such a, I like, I don't know. Yeah, it's my favorite. Okay. I like it's, it. Just because of their performances, I would say. Uh, rear window all the way for me is my favorite. And she's good at packing suitcases in that remember she packs her overnight kit it's been a while so i'll take your word for it yeah grace grace kelly packs a beautiful oh it's uh, sorry i thought you were talking about notorious yes, yes oh no rear window her Best briefcase packing. bag packing or bag unpacking in rear window yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so you can vote on this at a uh, movie stones of Blake's facebook or just find deep blue sea and we'll put this up when you listen to it yeah so that's been our first week of the best years of our lives and Listeners can find the Best Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or the main site, thebestminutes.com. And find us on social media at Butcher's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe, on Facebook or on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You can hear more of myself and Mark over on Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, or by this time, potentially Event Horizon, the podcast, or Conair, the podcast. We don't know. Uh, maybe we're still doing Deep Blue Sea related things. Who knows? It's, we're recording this a long way in the past when you're listening to it. Uh, but you can find more of my writings over on my site, which is lifeversusfilm.com, life vs film, or follow me on Twitter at life vs film, or on Instagram, I'm at jcluit, J A Y C L U I T T. Mark, do you want to drop some of your other plugs? Yeah, just uh, listen to the movies, films, and flicks podcast, movies, films, and FLIX podcast. Uh, type in Mark Hoffmeyer, Rotten Tomatoes. You can read all my articles there. And this is so far ahead in the future. <laughs> Uh, you can read my 7,000-word epic article about the troll from Deep Blue Sea being horrifying. The troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, wait, from Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> and, uh, listeners, there are... Uh, it's a Friday episode, so you get reminded that there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. You should all head there to see more great shows if you have a favorite film, then chances are it's being covered by a Movies by Minutes podcast. If it's not then you are legally obligated to start it yourself. That's how it works. So if you, be warned, if you head there and you can't find it, then you are contractually obligated to do a podcast. That's how it works. Uh, but come back next week for five more 
episodes of myself and Mark talking about five more minutes of the best years of our lives. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.